Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 35, verses 11 through 28. Malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me about things I do not know. They repay me evil for good. My soul is forlorn. But as for me, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed with head bowed on my bosom as though I grieved for a friend or a brother. I went about as one who laments for a mother, bowed down and in mourning. But at my stumbling they gathered in glee, they gathered together against me. Ruffians whom I did not know tore at me without ceasing. They impiously mocked more and more, gnashing at me with their teeth. How long, O Lord, will you look on? Rescue me from their ravages, my life from the lions. Then I will thank you in the great congregation. In the mighty throng I will praise you. Do not let my treacherous enemies rejoice over me, or those who hate me without cause wink the eye. They do not speak peace, but they conceive deceitful words against those who are quiet in the land. They open wide their mouths against me. They say, Aha, aha, our eyes have seen it. You have seen, O Lord. Do not be silent. O Lord, do not be far from me. Wake up. Bestir yourself for my defense, for my cause, my God and my Lord. Vindicate me, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness, and do not let them rejoice over me. Do not let them say to themselves, Aha, we have our heart's desire. Do not let them say, We have swallowed you up. Let all those who rejoice at my calamity be put to shame and confusion. Let those who exalt themselves against me be clothed with shame and dishonor. Let those who desire my vindication shout for joy and be glad, and say evermore, Great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of her servant. Then my tongue shall tell of your righteousness and of your praise all day long. Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 1 and chapter 2 verse 1. In the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the exiles by the river Kibar, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. He said to me, O mortal, stand upon your feet and I will speak with you. Acts chapter 10 verses 23 through 33. So Peter invited them in and gave them lodging. The next day he got up and went with them, and some of the believers from Joppa accompanied him. The following day they came to Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. On Peter's arrival, Cornelius met him and, falling at his feet, worshipped him. But Peter made him get up, saying, Stand up, I am only mortal. And as he talked with him, he went in and found that many had assembled. And he said to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with or to visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. Now, may I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius replied, 
Four days ago at this very hour, at three o'clock, I was praying in my house when suddenly a man in dazzling clothes stood before me. He said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner by the sea. Therefore I sent for you immediately, and you have been kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say. Today is Fat Tuesday, otherwise known in the French as Mardi Gras. Um, Mardi Gras or Fat Tuesday is also known as Shrove Tuesday, and I can't remember why it's Shrove, but I do remember why it's fat. Um, and that is because the next day uh, uh, is Ash Wednesday, and Ash Wednesday begins a 40 day, 40 days or so period of fasting. Um, and so that last day, that last evening before the fast begins, you're supposed to feast. You're supposed to kind of, you know, give yourself all these things that you know you're going to be go- doing away with. And a fast is not necessarily or isn't intended to be giving something up that you need to be giving up anyway. Um, a fast is giving up something that is good, something that does you good, something that you appreciate that uh, what Mary Kondo would say gives you joy or sparks joy you give it up um, and it's only intended to be for um, six days out of the week because you can uh, rest or feast one day out of the week on Sundays Um, and so the 40 days are not supposed to include feasts for the Lord which are Sundays Uh, side note on Wednesday because it's a, a major feast uh, there will be no first formation. Remember, um, first formation is um, only on uh, ordinary kind of weekdays where the Revised Common Lectionary is kind of, you know, extras or scraps from the table. Um, and so sometimes when we give things up, we think that we're supposed to be giving up vices, but that's not really what a fast is intended to do. A fast is uh, taking something away from yourself, that something that is good, And then on that day of rest, remembering and being able, therefore, to appreciate the goodness of the thing that you've given up. And so you typically fast from food, which is clearly needed um, and is good. But um, when you give it up, you um, appreciate it more when you take it back up again. Um, The other thing to know and to notice about today is the reading. Um, The last several days, last Friday... Uh, yesterday on Monday, and today, Tuesday, we follow the story from Acts 10, which is uh, the centurion, the commander of a hundred men, who's known as Cornelius, who um, uh, Peter goes to after he is given this vision about um, hunting and eating animals which had previously been understood to be unclean. And I think that's actually really important to begin this period of mourning and repentance, um, uh, particularly at least for veterans like myself and members of the church like myself, um, because we uh, will, we have been and we will continue to get these headlines about soldier suicide and veteran suicide, and the numbers are not going down. Um, in fact, in wider civilian 
society, it's also going up. And uh, recently, reports uh, made headlines that the average national life expectancy had actually dropped for the first time since like the 1920s. And it wasn't because of famine or disease or or natural disasters, it's because of suicide and the opioid um, epidemic. Um, and so this is significant that we as a, as a society um, are getting something wrong to the point where many of us are losing meaning and purpose and, and hope. And that's nowhere more true than in the military. Um, and uh, for over a decade, I've been working with soldiers and veterans as well as their communities and their, their ministers and their congregations um, to rethink how we understand the military, not just how civilians need to rethink the military, but also often how soldiers and veterans um, should be rethinking how they understand themselves in light of the story of the church and the story of salvation history that the church bears witness to. And I had a professor in seminary who had this really um, interesting way of talking about Lent, and um, she would use the analogy of eating disorders, that someone with an eating disorder would give up the good thing that is food, um, and that sometimes we need to fast from fasting. We need to fast from and give up these things that are causing us harm, um, We need to forfeit ideas about ourselves and actually indulge as a form of fasting from um, the way that we have come to see ourselves, the way that we have come to treat ourselves. Um, And so for soldiers and veterans, um, and for those who care for soldiers and veterans, I think we need to give up these caricatures and these stereotypes that we hold about Um, the military, these simplistic, um, generic, um, you know, reductive kind of ideas that we have about the military and how it intersects Christian faith. Um, And I have some ideas of what that might look like, and I don't anticipate going through those in the 40 days of Lent. Um, But I do think that we need to as a whole in in the military community and and those involved in or supportive of the military community be thinking about the danger of people who give up themselves for others the danger of giving so much that you um, that you begin losing a piece of yourself or that you lose so much of yourself that um, you no longer look in the mirror and recognize um what everybody else sees in you. When everybody else looks at you and sees a good person, a happy person, um, uh, a goofy person, but you look in the mirror yourself and you only see sadness or or, um, despair or exhaustion or anger, um, sometimes we need to give up our own self-perception of ourselves. We need to give up these tendencies in ourselves to... Um, fail to be good at self-care, to fail um, at um, finding and maintaining our hold on things that give us joy. Um, And so people 
in the helping community in general, whether that's, um, you know, helping professions in medicine or mental health. Um, sometimes we need to give up, um, giving up on ourselves. Sometimes we need to instead take hold of our own self-worth and our own um, um, desires and the things that um, we have convinced ourselves are trivial or selfish um, because there's the danger of um, withering away if we continue to give of ourselves until there's nothing left then we haven't done um, we haven't done right by ourselves and we are worthy of our own um, and others um, care and concern and vitality as anybody else is and so I hope that Listeners will help members of the military um, give up giving up on themselves for this season and for all the rest to follow. A prayer for victims of addiction from the Book of Common Prayer. O blessed Lord, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, You can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. <laughs>